Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. And before I bring my guest on, Mr. Eddie Wright Jr., I just want to talk a little bit about spring and how beautiful it is. The sun is out right now. It was raining. But you know what I like the most? What I really, what I, one of the flowers that I really love are daffodils. And I call them wavered daffodils. They're everywhere, all, at the, all everywhere. And they just be waving at me. And I just be waving back. I just love those flowers. So anyway, that's my that's my ode to spring is daffodils. All right, Mr. Wright, I thank you for coming on my show today. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. First of all, I want to congratulate you. I saw you in the, the medium special edition on uh, Women of Achievement. And they had uh, had your nice picture in there with the outstanding article. Uh, you know, and it was all uh, documenting some stuff work you've been doing over the years. So I want to congratulate you on having that. So if you haven't seen it, get a copy of that CL Medium. It's still out there. It's the uh, uh, annual uh, Women's uh, History Edition. And Reverend Harriet Walden is featured prominently in that edition. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mr. Ryan. I want to give a big shout out to uh, uh, Faith Brooks. Uh, uh, she, you know, she did a great job. You know, she writes, she says, I only write the facts. So, so <laughs> okay. You know, you know, she used to be. Uh, she was a deputy. Uh, she was the deputy uh, a sheriff on the Riker. You know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, so it was a great article, and I really appreciated that. So, anyway, I just wanted to have you on. You haven't been on in a while, and you usually usually come on and give an update. And I, I know that tomorrow uh, is a uh, is a day that we need to remember always. And I know you always have an event, uh, and I just want to let you have some time to talk about that and any other things that you might have going on since we haven't, uh, since you haven't been on in a while. Well, uh, actually tomorrow, April 4th is the 55th anniversary uh, of the assassination of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in Memphis, Tennessee, as he was down helping uh, black men and primarily stand up as, as garbage workers and making sure they receive fairness and equity and uh, lost his life there. And uh, prior to that, uh, he had been arrested on a number of different occasions. Uh, I was just watched a special uh, on uh, Stokely Carmichael uh, last week about how they organized in Mississippi. And the thing about it is that we cannot forget uh, the path that we've we've come over. Uh, and we always didn't have the right to vote. Uh, people terrorize in, in certain places, including Florida, uh, where they burned down a whole black town, uh, half of the town, because a black man went to the polls to vote in the 20s. Yeah, so, that was in uh, Orlando. Yeah. And, and 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 we just, you know, it, it, the vote is serious. Uh, and, I mean, people lost their lives for it. I mean, you know, uh, all the gains that's been made through Dr. King is under attack or being almost neutralized, like the Voting Rights Act of 65 has been watered down. And the civil rights, you know, you just don't really know what rights you have, you know, uh, because of the fact that, you know, we have to continue standing up. And I had encouraged and I'm going to encourage, uh, you know, even the churches could take turns being at city council meetings, at county council meetings, uh, taking turns going to the legislature when we have legislation that's going to benefit our community. Uh, so we, have, we you know, uh, the people that came before us didn't have the same opportunity no, to to meetings and stuff. So they had to work it from the outside. We have a responsibility. Uh, we stand on uh, the shoulders of many prominent civil rights leaders, and we need both men and women 
And we cannot let them down. We cannot let our children down. We cannot let the children coming after them down. And it's it's, it's important to get engaged, uh, you know, in your household. uh, Even if your kids are 13 or 14 years old, talk to them about the importance of various policies and stuff. And also how to document things that might Mm -hmm. occur to them. So, uh, and I would always encourage uh, like that uh, NAACP AXO program. You know, we had like the Red Tail Hawks Flying Club that emphasized STEM as uh, Brother Jesse Hayes IV, yeah, heads of that program. So there's a lot of positive things happening in the community. And, we you know, there needs to be more of an emphasis placed on opportunities for our young uh, African-American folks. But and also the parents need to encourage the kids to, to, to be involved with what's out there. I mean, it's a lot of things that's out there. And sometimes you have to encourage the kids. Sometimes you have to take them. Uh, and then once they get there, they, when they come back, they say, oh, yeah, I'm so glad I decided to do that. No, you didn't decide to do that, buddy. Somebody had to drag you there. <laughs> yeah. but, so it, but, but it's so engaging for them that when they get there, they have a good time. Uh, and sometimes, and especially when it's some places where they don't have to feel they can feel com- comfortable in their skin. Sometimes they're not comfortable in their skins because they're in, you know, environments where they're outnumbered. But if you're going to something for the NAACP, the Urban League, and some of these other church groups, you know, uh, you know, uh, the, the young people should be encouraged to go. In. And uh, a lot of times people are asking their kids, do you want to do something? And they say no. I mean, that you know, we wasn't asked, but we wanted to do something. We were told to get ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I tell you. I, I mean, it's, exactly so that's right. the difference. If you ask them if they want to go, they go say no. But yeah. if you, you know, if you tell them put your clothes on, we're going to this event, and I'm taking you, and I'm going to go with you. So, yeah. I, I, and 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 that's 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 really one of the things I, I uh, you know, that I think we have to continue to do. I uh, and I, and I, I think that we just didn't understand what it takes for black kids to live in an integrated world. I mean, you, you know, you, you live some of your part in that, but I didn't live any life, any part of my life in it. So I think it takes a lot of energy and effort, even more since, since the age of Trump. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's a whole nother story. And I guess New York is- Yeah, but I mean, it filters down in the classroom because you never yeah. know what, what part of the teacher's with. Yeah. You know, and, how, and, and so whatever's happened, what's the political climate does filter in the classroom because the teachers could be, you know, signing up, you know, that they could have an allegiance to someplace else other than teaching all the children, see. So so that's what I mean about it, about it, you know, filtering down into the classroom. See? So, well, yeah. and there's had to be a lot of uh, teaching at home in some areas because of this so-called critical race theory, which is nothing but telling the truth about Black history. And, uh, you know, like, uh, you're from, from Florida and, and the, the current governor, Santos, uh, his his uh, his great great grandfather sell by the Statue of Liberty in 1904. So you want to dismiss all the black contributions before and after that? Uh, sorry, Ron, but uh, we had already put, like my daughter said, built this joint for free before you got here. So yeah, before uh, his grandfather came, you know, yeah. and his and grandfather you know, the other, came the other to America. We got to watch closely. Is that we're talking about all these positive vibes about reparations? But if there are no opportunities today, I mean, are we serious about reparations? We're serious about reparations. There should be a federal designation for African descendants, United States enslaved, and there should be set asides in government. Con- yeah, I said set asides. That's, that right. That's, right. Set-asides That's right. That's right. Set asides for African descendants, United States enslaved. 
There That's should right. be a special loan okay. program That's through the right. Black Business Administration. They can have That's a smart right. the Black Business Administration to have government guaranteed loans for African descent United States. That's how you kick it off. If you're serious about reparations, we have to be serious about the participation here and now. And when Washington State did 0.18% with black businesses, and then we get another report from the, the state's procurement agency, and they didn't hardly do anything in 2021 or 2022. I mean, it's sad, you know, we have small businesses. And if you're going to give all the business to the big guys, because they give you a better price, then the small folks will be left out. And that happens over and over again. So uh, if we're going to be serious about reparations, we got to be serious about participation right here and right now. As Dr. King said, we want all of our rights. We want them right here. We want it right now, not next year, not next week, but right now. And we have to have it that way because uh, you're just, just a joke. And if you're not talking about having land, because all the black folks that got terrorized got ran off their land. And oh, that, yeah. You read that over and over about how black folks uh, winked at a, a woman or whatever they did in Black Wall Street and everything else. Every time they attacked black townships or black individuals, they took their property. So they it got took their property. just That's a check uh, for reparations. It also has to be, it has to be land. The land that we and folks know who we have more documents than they think. They thought we couldn't read or document things, but uh, we did have members of Congress and government and sheriffs and parishes in Louisiana, where I'm from. So we we know we we could do the job, but that racism just raised an ugly head, and we lost out again. And now, unfortunately, we have some people who just got here trying to. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, but, but that's, see, that has always been a deal, and I don't think we realize that it was always a deal to bring other people here to absolutely be a buffer between us and what they, uh, because the debt that they owe us, owe us and the Native American people is different from the people that's coming to America. They're coming to America to be free uh, and to be safe and to, and, and to enjoy, enjoy the economic pie here. And we still left out of that. And so our strategy, we have to change our strategy because our strategy isn't working anymore. And so we really got to go to back to the, because even when we get people elected, they don't do everything. They don't do all they could for us. I mean, Biden should have passed. He, while he had every, the momentum, he should have passed that police bill. I mean, you know, George Floyd. I mean, well, so when we get them elected and they have the, and they have the, they have the House and the Senate, well, they, they don't they don't deliver either. See. Well, you know, I, I get the question all the time. Where are the black folks? How come there are not very many black? Well, you know, why should someone invest their money and wait for somebody else to choose them to do a job? And, uh, and the, the, the blacks that are in business uh, in the private sector are doing well. And uh, I know a lot of uh, the, the African brothers and sisters are doing well. But once again, we go back to the point about a lot of folks having access to offshore money. But African descent United States of slave don't have, even though we built the country, died in every war, we don't have access to capital. As a matter of fact, couldn't get FHA loans after, after World War II, after they put their lives on the line. So we've been but the at narrative, but the narrative, for a long time. The narrative is that this is a country built by immigrants. And if we don't wake up and understand what the narrative is, Washington State leads that narrative. Well, Washington State wants to be an immigrant state, immigrant or well, welcoming state, and that's fine. I mean, they brought a lot of the uh, people from Ukraine here, uh, and, uh, and uh, they got housing. I mean, some of these people got housing. Uh, and we still got people on, on homeless on the streets. So I mean, we have to look at we have to look at our strategy 
And mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe black leaders need to have some kind of summit, some kind of way to come together and to look at the strategy and see where it needs to be tweaked at. Because because the Southern strategy is taking hold right now. That Southern strategy was to take back everything that Johnson gave us. Here's the and, deal right uh, here. And, uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, until we change our strategy. We have, we have to correct one thing. When they say it's a nation of immigrants, immigrants and slaves, unwilling immigrants who were brought here in chattels, okay, who worked the land for free for 254 years as slavery and marginalized uh, compensation and stuff. And like during World War II, they didn't even keep records on black battalions that did things like the 761st Tank Battalion that liberated concentration camps, the 183rd uh, 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 outfit that built the roads. And the, and they also, the, the Black Panthers were a group over uh, freeing folks out of concentration camps. But the army didn't keep records on it. And that's well, how but until, yeah. there. But until we change our strategy, I mean, we, that's something that we need to tweak. Whether it's a boycott, it's something that we need to tweak. So I know you want to spend the rest of the time talking about what, what's going on uh, uh, locally for the commemoration of the uh, murder of Martin Luther King and, I mean, his untimely uh, un- uh, untimely death uh, uh, that was there in Memphis. Yeah, uh, tomorrow is the 55th anniversary of Dr. King's assassination in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, since we live in Martin Luther King, Jr. County, it's incumbent upon us to have something, anything related to Dr. King. Mm-hmm. We do to work with Chade uh, 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 Amor, who is the chair of the Seattle Martin Luther King Organizing Coalition. That's the annual holiday event. We, uh, the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee also has a Black History event. And this is a very significant event because it's the 55th anniversary of the assassination of Dr. King. So at 5.30 at Holgate Street Church of Christ on 2600 South Holgate, at the corner of South Holgate Street and South Martin Luther King Jr. Way, at 5.30 there will be refreshments, there will be a program, and while you're waiting for the program to start, we have Josephine Howell, Chandler Williams, and Butch Harrison will be providing entertainment after people eat. And then the program, uh, the mayor, uh, will, uh, Mayor Bruce Harrell will be there to make a few, uh, make a uh, give a few uh, words. Uh, we also will have uh, uh, a, pro- a proclamation from Dow Constantine, the county executive. He won't be there, but Michael Padillo, camp office staff, will be come there to actually read the proclamation. And uh, the uh, message will be delivered by Bishop Reggie Witherspoon of Mount Calvary Christian Center. And also, I don't remember his other title, but he has a number of churches under him. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it's something that we have to do. We're encouraging everybody listening, if you can let everybody know, at 602, if you belong to a church with a bell, or if you're driving down the street, so we need, if you honk 50, 55 times, you might disturb somebody, but we're asking the church uh, to ring their bells 55 times uh, in, in memory of uh, the number of years that Dr. King has not been with us uh, through, uh, through gun violence and uh, hatred uh, that still permeates uh, the social environment in America, unfortunately, but that's just the way it is. Well, that's just the truth, and, and you know, and and um, I think it's so imperative that that uh, that we keep this alive and uh, and empower the young people. I mean, because somehow um, we uh, we have not connected them to to why we why Black history is important, because really and truly. I mean, if we leave, if we lose our, our, our understanding, 
the the the, uh, the debt we owe Dr. King. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And all of these people who came, I mean, they, they you know, A. Philip Randolph, I mean, all of these people, we owe them a debt. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm uh, impressed and, with uh, the way uh, Shade Moore, the chair of the CLMLK Organizing Coalition, they, every year they have interns that are paid. Yeah. To, okay. to come in and work and do organizing. That's good. They plan youth events. Uh, they also have in, input into who's going to be on the program, who's going to speak at the rally. And then there's also a series of workshops that they control, in addition to a social event that they have. So, uh, so I, I'm pleased with. Uh, and Sade is in her early 30s, but you know. She, well, that's good. That's that's uh, good, and you know, yeah. and I stand corrected on that because there are some pockets of things that's going good in America. Yes. Uh, and this is one of them. I mean, and and they've done a fine job with the uh, with the Martin Luther King uh, uh, organizing event there around uh, Martin Luther King's birthday. Fine job. I mean, uh, and, and you know, and that's good. That's really good. And uh, I hope to. I mean, you know, I've been talking up having Saturday schools because if we can, if we can get enough energy to have some Saturday schools, even if it was just once a month, to get young people into into classrooms. I mean, because we, they will never teach our history. I mean, because they don't want their kids to know. But we, it's our responsibility to teach our history. Yeah, uh, to our children. Like I said, yeah. Jesse Hayes, uh, the Red Tail Hawks, uh, a youth flying club, uh, the NAACP Axel. I know some of the churches at New Beginnings, they do have youth-oriented events where they participate in like leadership. They had like this one conference for young adults called the Shift Conference that's held like annually. And where oh, they that's have good. developing. That's good. That's out. good. That's good. And, uh, you know, so many churches kind of kind of like kind of like lost a lot of steam during uh during COVID. And so uh, I'm hoping that more churches come back on, you know, and, and come back and get the and get the it can grow again. I know that I know New Beginnings is doing a great job. I mean Chipendi was out there not too long ago and he was telling me about it, you know, about fantastic job they're doing out there. So again, that's tomorrow evening at what time? Tomorrow at 5 30 at Holgate Street Church of Christ. It's uh, a block up from the Seattle Tennis Center on Martin Luther King Jr. Way South. Uh, the mayor will be there. The proclamation will be coming from Dow Constantine. Uh, Bishop Reggie will be there. Jamil Hill, uh, the owner of Jamil's Big Easy, will be providing the refreshments at 5.30. And okay. the program will start at 6.30. And during that one-hour interlude, uh, you can hear from Josephine Howell, oh, Chapel Williams, and Rich Harrison. Yes. All right, Mr. Rye, thank you so much for coming on thank and you. giving us an update. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And uh, and I love what your daughter, what did your daughter say about building what what did, what did she say? We built what? We built this joint for free. For free. And it's time to collect. We that's right. We need to get paid. Right, really right. Well, we need we to get, get paid, paid while we talk about reparations. That's right. That's right. Pay us okay. while we talk about rep reparations. All right, then we'll we'll talk to you again. So thank you for coming on. Thank you, Ramirez. Appreciate yes, it. Thank you. you thank you so much. You listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Ramon Walden. We'll be right back. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at virtueshealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. 
I just love radio. <laughs> it's my favorite. I just wanted to, I, I, my next guest will be coming on uh, in, in a few minutes, uh, in, but, but a little after, about around 2.30. And I just wanted to take a minute to uh, send my condolences to the community uh, for uh, the untimely uh, death and uh, of, uh, well, actually, like murder of uh, of uh, Elijah uh, uh, Lewis. Uh, he was a community organizer. He was working for Africa Town. He was uh, just doing a lot. He was 23 years old going to take his nephew uh, for a celebration. I mean, they were going to the monster uh, festival that was here uh, and uh, he got shot up on uh, up, uh, on Capitol Hill by, um, I mean, you know, it looks like a you know, Caucasian guy and it might, might look like it was random. Uh, and I, and uh, he was just uh, tending to his own business look like. So anyway, I mean, I know a lot of people have moved into Seattle with a lot of different attitudes, uh, but Seattle has been a town where people could go always try to get along. I've been here since 19, I've been here since 1975. So, uh, you know, I would say to the people who are moving to Seattle, they want to bring some of the same, uh, and, and, you know, and some people here might have always had these attitudes against us, but uh, I, we have a right to be here. And I want to and again, my condolence to the family and to the community. Uh, Eliza was a fantastic young man. I, I, I knew him. I mean, he was very kind. He was one of the kindest individuals that I knew. Always kind, always respectful, always uh, asking um, asking if I needed anything, if I was someplace. Uh, and uh, he's uh, uh, he worked uh, in and out the uh, Liberty Bank building, uh, apartment buildings, and uh, did a lot of organizing. He was only 23 years old and the impact that this young man has made uh, uh, you know, on, on the community uh, is uh, it's just tremendous. Uh, and uh, it's been several uh, uh, visuals for him and it's going to be another one today over at the, uh, at the Liberty Bank uh, apartment buildings uh, 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 building uh, from 4 to 8 p.m. Uh, and, you know, we're just holding people, we're just holding space for, um, for Eliza because um, Again, he was an excellent young man, um, and uh, I mean, people all the way from the Tacoma is talking about his his organizing and and what he was doing and how he was helping people. And he was uh, he was, uh, Converge Media had so many uh, videos of him uh, being interviewed, and he was talking about his passion for young people. <laughs> I mean, here he is, <laughs> he was young himself. <laughs> I talk about his passion for young people and organizing uh, with young with the youth and. Um, because people are really realizing, just like Mr. Rye was talking about the young people uh, uh, in my first segment with him on there, the youth are important. I mean, because uh, they are, without, without young people, you don't have a future. Uh, and uh, and what, what's sad about America is that we have been living under a culture of death, a culture of death. And that culture of death is that it is, uh, it is what's killing us. America is a violent country. Uh, and uh, it's been violent for a long, long time, uh, and uh, uh, and it's just time to reevaluate how important life is. Every moment is a gift. I truly believe if we really understood that one moment you could be alive and the next moment you can be gone, every moment is a gift. How would I, how would we change our life? if we understood that principle very much. I mean, a lot of folks left home this morning won't get back home. I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna be a car accident or something happens. Every person who left their home today in America will not get home tonight. Some obituaries will be written for some people tomorrow. And that's how life is. 
But if, if killing and war and murder and harming people could have gotten us to a place of peace, in the last 2,000 years, we would be in nirvana. I often wonder what, what is the total number, the total number of people have been killed uh, in all of these centuries. And so uh, a, 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 a culture of death is what our young people have been living under since, 19, since 1990, actually, all of America. Uh, and, you know, people, our kids are not safe at school. I mean, I don't know what it's like to go to school and, and have to worry about safety. Uh, but it's a real deal for people uh, going to school and, and worrying about and worrying about safety. So, um, so my, again, my condolences to the family uh, and all of his friends and the people who knew him and worked with him and loved him so. Um, but one of the things I know for sure, love is the only thing that lasts. Everything else is on sinking sand. Hatred does not last. Meanness does not last. But what does last, and it lasts forever and ever, is love. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I want help in creating a culture of peace. What would it look like? What would it look like if we just visualize peace? What would the system look like? You know, I mean, all of these systems that we have, I mean, if we had peace, uh, we would have a, a lot less people incarcerated. We would have a lot less people in, uh, in traumatized with mental illness. I mean, uh, why can't we create a culture of peace that's available? Just like we can create, create a culture of violence that uh, Hollywood has helped with that. Hollywood has really helped with that. Hollywood has helped with that with the violent games that people buy their kids. Uh, and then all the violence that's on the television and on the theater. What would it look like to have a country where people really was uh, trying to create a culture of peace? But again, um, I want to leave you that. Let's create a culture of peace uh, and, uh, and and see what we can do as we go as we go forward. I just wanted to just 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 to leave you with that peace. And uh, I'm on the peace road, and I hope you join me on the peace road. Thank you. You listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW, and I'll be right back. Thank you. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at virtueshealing.com today. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intron, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact drkworkshops at gmail.com or Facebook, Dr. K's Abundance. Hi, this is Eric Ryder, Operations Manager for 1150 AM KKNW. We value your opinion and invite you to 1150KKNW.com to fill out the 2023 KKNW Listener Survey. Your responses help us to shape KKNW to your listening needs. As an added incentive, when you fill out the survey, you'll have a chance to win an awesome prize. Complete contest details and your opportunity to help us shape this station can be found at 1150KKNW.com.
Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.com. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walter. It's my joy being on the air. I really like Ruthie Foster. She says she want to be ready when joy comes back around. We want to be ready as a race of people when joy comes back around, really and truly, because our, our, our sojourn in North America has been tough. I tell you, it's been tough. So I want to be ready when Joy comes back around to bring my guest on, Miss Felicia Cross. She's a, she's a long time resident of Seattle, lifelong, not long time. I'm a long time. She's a lifelong resident of Seattle, uh, and doing a lot of uh, organizing, and uh, and she's just passionate for organizing in our in our community. And uh, she her family hails from uh, Louisiana. So hi, Miss Cross. How you doing? I'm... Yes. Okay. Yeah, we can hear you. We okay. can hear you. Yes, well, thank you for coming on. Let me just stop and say thank you for all your constant, unwavering support. Yeah, I'm a lifetime member, but you are a member. And uh, (laughs) I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for all, because, you know, some of us lifetime members don't step up to the plate. (laughs) Well, your family's done. Your family, your mother, you know, and your family and that, you know, so... uh, uh, in fact, I, I was talking to someone today and she says, well, I don't think I know her. I said, well, you know her mother. Uh, 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 and uh, she said, oh, yes. I said, well, then her mother's done. So that's uh, she's following in the footsteps of her family, being a, of service in the community. But uh, you, uh, you have, uh, you've had a lot of good stuff, things that has been happening to you. I mean, uh, you're working, uh, you know, passionately, uh, you know, you're working for the Community Police Commission. You've been working for SPD for a while. Uh, and um, and you're doing a lot of organizing, and also you have a favorite org- national organization that you just really, really love to talk mm-hmm. about. It's like I had never heard of it before, and I've been doing this. Like, but so, so you on to just talk a little, talk a little bit about that that national organization. You're going to be going to a conference soon, and and uh, with all those black people. So, oh my goodness! Yeah. So, what is that organization? It's so it's noble. National mm-hmm. Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. Oh wow! And and um, let me just say, it has changed the whole trajectory tra- of my path in my life. Wonderful. When so, what 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 made that happen? How did that happen? What was so excited about that that it changed? Uh, it, it changed your whole way of uh, wanting to to actually look at this work and stuff of being uh, this to uh, whoa. What's about Noble that's, that's so different than any other uh, uh, a national organization you've ever been involved with? So I'm going to tell you the truth. So when, when Chief Kathleen O'Toole was here, and I was just a volunteer um, person, I was the chair of the African American Advisory Council, Chief O'Toole sent me to Washington, D.C. and uh, to the Noble Conference. At that time, um, the associate, um, one of one of the assistant chiefs, Perry Terrence, was 
the incoming president. And I didn't know him. He did not know me. But he took me under his wing, and he introduced me to so many people, prominent people. First woman of the Secret Service um, for the Washington, D.C., just just phenomenal people. And so when I came in, I came in introduced to all these phenomenal women and people um, in Noble. And so um, that's how it all started. And that was in 2017. Then we had a they had the um, the CEO, the you know the the chief executive chief um, conference here in Seattle while okay. here. And so I did I did all the organizing for that that conference. And to this very day, they talk about because I had my mom. I had my aunt, I had my kids, I had community members from all the background, you know, like the registration. And to this very day, they still talk about, we never had a conference, a CEO conference that community was involved in. And so it's been a model. It's been a model for, for and so next week, I lead to Fort Detroit for the CEO conference. And I tell you, um, I laid the ground for a whole different course. Wow! Um, they said, uh, "Well, we never had a band. I wanted wanted one of our local bands." They said, "Well, we never had that." I said, "Okay, if I can get the police skill to pay for it, can I get the band?" And so now, every CEO conference we go to, there's a local band <laughs> playing. Wow! Wow, well, you sure was a trendsetter, uh, 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 and, and that uh, you know organizing, and I think that I think you've been recognized as a community, as a real community engagement specialist uh, 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 around the country, and your your goal, your ways of being able to bring people together, um, and I, I think you did the same thing when you were at SPD with the uh, Citizen Academy. I think, or, um, I think you had, a, you know, how many people did you have to go through the Citizen Academy? Oh my goodness! Um, even our executive, um, our interim executive director, right now, she went through my class. She went through oh. my Citizen Academy class. Did you, you set that, that class, class up? Did you, did you design that curriculum? I did. I did. Okay. I so totally you... did. I changed it um, because the the person who did that job before me. Um, had done it for more than 30 years. Um, I took the class in 2008. None of the curriculum had changed. When I took on the position after she retired, I completely changed it so that um, it would be more appeasing and more, you know, conducive to people in our community who want to show wow. up for it. I changed and I think, a lot of the curriculum, and so wow. that was so. When I did, when I did that, you know, there was a lot of, more of us community members that took took that class. And wow. and, and I'm gonna just say out loud, Deontay Dampier, he's one, a Queenie Bradford. They 
you know, they took their class and they have failed. They have failed in our community doing the work based yes. on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, just based wow. on mm-hmm. that knowledge. Wow. And so our executive director today, um, our um, executive director, she took the class as well under my changing of the leadership. Mm-hmm. And she is a victim support advocate right. her vol- uh, in her volunteer time. And, wow. You know, so, yeah, I've done some things on the backside. <laughs> wow. Well, that's wonderful. I mean, because you created the curriculum then, that, you know, and, and it's something we've been going for 30 years. I know for a fact that some things need to be changed because we're changing some things. It's like, okay. I mean, it's like. You know, I mean, that's a generation. So by the time something's going a generation, you got to tweak it a little bit. And uh, and I'm sure it was way it was going before. They weren't really recruiting a lot of African-Americans to go to no. it. Uh, and that's no. where the community engagement has to be, because that's where the worst relationship is right. uh, uh, in the African-American community. But also, I think you've been recognized uh, uh, internationally for some of your work around organizing. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Um, thank you for that opportunity. I have been um, given the opportunity to go be the keynote speaker in Dubai, um, which was huge. 15 hours yeah. on the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 15 hours on the airplane. Oh, my goodness. But they called and I asked them, I said, well, why did you choose me? They said, we did our research and everything came back to you. So wow. I went. I was a keynote speaker for the um, Dubai Police Department Community Policing, um, you know, expert, um, subject matter expert. I am. I do. I am. Just got qualified for um, a subject matter expert um, practitioner for NACOL, which is the national organization of. Law enforcement. Yeah. Um, just doing just doing phenomenal things. People are coming to me from every direction. Um, as you know, because you were there at the table with with our um, assistant uh, um, attorney general that came for the consent decree. I was asked to be at that table by name. They called right. me by name to be at that table. And so, you know, just um, I'm passionate about my community. I'm grateful yes. to have a position where I can, you know, do the, the organize, <laughs> yeah, and organize. And I thank That's you. Right. I thank you for always supporting me and being in my background. You know, being mm-hmm. you know where I don't even you know exploit myself. You're always there for me. To uplift me, and I thank you. I thank you for that. Well, you're welcome, and then you do good work. But I, but more than that, you were already doing the work before I passed cross. Okay, you were already out doing work. <laughs> so we, we I passed cross recently lie. in the last uh, few years. But uh, you already, you know, doing the work and, and that stuff. And I mean, because when you have a passion for service, you're going to serve anyway. You know, wherever you are, Doctor Dr. King says that anybody can be great because anybody can serve. 
uh, uh, and, and and that's what service is. I mean, it, it brings out the best in people. Well, you know, I just wanted you to do this, really, because I know that you just love Noble, and I know that you're going, and it's going to be, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's a three or four days uh, conference, and you're going to Detroit now. I mean, it's in Detroit, right? And and at least the snow is melting, so it, it's not going to be cold. <laughs> so, so let me just say, um, I talked to the president from our Noble con- um, conference yesterday, and and she called me. And I told her, I said, whatever you need me to do, just let me know. But the thing people need to understand about Noble is a national organization of black law enforcement executives. But like this whole Memphis thing, the chief um, in Memphis, she is a past president of Noble. Um, Noble really is out here uplifting our community, you know, it's on the law enforcement side, but they, 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 they talk about, you know, being on the inside, working to the outside. And it may seem like sometimes, you know, okay, well, you know, like what, what happened in Memphis was anonymously, but they talk about doing the right thing for our community. So when you hear noble, don't don't just see the uniform. See right. the people in the uniform. Right. Well, and and I think that's what that's what you bring. Uh, that this uh, that's what you bring, and and that's one of the reasons why the community really are standing behind uh, Detective Cookie, because yeah. people have been able to see her beyond beyond the uniform, uh, and the fact that she's uh, uh you know uh, have a suit against the city that you know. I mean, she's not talking about it, but she has an attorney, and I'm, we'll be trying to get him on to come as a justice show. But uh, people are standing with her because people have learned to see her beyond the uniform, and uh, and and that's mm-hmm. sometimes that's a hard thing to do because um, mm-hmm. we take a we 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 we're not treated right uh, uh, in in the community around police officers, and uh, and we always thought that black officers would be better, and uh, and in some cases they are, and uh, and of course Memphis. Uh, 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 is out there. We don't know how many other departments might have some stuff right. like that that we don't know about this uh, going on. But uh, but uh, I know I know that your enthusiasm is so, is so uh, is so great around <laughs> around the work that you do. And I just wanted you to to make sure that you could come mm-hmm. on and uh, share a little bit, you know, about 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 the conference. Um, and also you've been in, you will be going to another conference. You'll be going to uh, uh, a NACO. Uh, uh, in Chicago when it's cold <laughs> <laughs> in November. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, cold. I mean, I guess the people in Chicago say you all need to come here sometime. So, uh, and it just fell and for. I'm honored. Um, I'm honored for that conference because they came to me to be. Well, honored. I mean, that's what happens when the people when you when your name is out there. You know, I mean mm. that that's you know once your name is out there, then you know people do call you up, and that's that's how that rolls. So that's wonderful. That you've been doing this work uh, and uh, you're getting some recognition uh, for it, and and uh, I know that this is a hard system to change. I mean, truly, it is. It's a hard system to change, and I I know that you're making an impact, and this is wonderful. And I just wanted to give an opportunity to express uh, talk a little bit about what what makes what gives you joy, and uh, organizing gives you joy. So yeah. It does. It really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think people have to do what sometimes gives them joy because joy makes you live longer. So, anyway, 
I appreciate you coming on. Uh, uh, and we that little te technical difficulty did keep us from talking and having the conversation. So I want to thank you so much, uh, Ms. Cross, for coming on Mother's thank Justice you. Show. And we'll have you on again. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. I thank appreciate you. all your support. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKMW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. I'll be back next week with a very interesting show. Take care.